spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. My next guest, Frank Farenkoff will enjoy hearing the results of yesterday's poll question. 13,369 voted. The question was this. Would you hold a candidate's refusal to debate against them? 74.5% said yes. Yesterday, I shared with you not only what was going on here in Pennsylvania relative to Dr. Oz and John Fetterman, Fetterman, the reluctant party to debate in that matchup, but also reflecting on the political coverage that said across the country, it's been a rough year for scheduling debates. The surge of debate dodging that marked primary election campaigns is now continuing through the fall, raising questions about the future of what was once an essential democratic practice. Former football star Herschel Walker, Georgia's Republican nominee for Senate, continues to say that he'll debate incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock while never actually committing. In North Carolina's Senate race, GOP Representative Ted Budd continues to drag his feet in agreeing to debate Democrat Sherry Beasley on the heels of skipping four Republican primary debates earlier this year. Ohio Republican Governor Mike DeWine dodging questions about whether he'll face off with former Dayton Mayor Nan Whaley, a Democrat. In Arizona, Democratic nominee for Governor Katie Hobbs has declined to participate in an October debate under its current structure, writing in a letter that the campaign had concerns after watching the Republican primary debate. What is going on and what accounts for all of this? The perfect person to ask is the co-chair of the Commission on Presidential Debates, which conducts the general election presidential and vice presidential debates in presidential election years. He co-founded the commission back in 1986 with Democratic National Committee Chair Paul Kirk. This is Frank Farenkoff, the former head of the RNC. Mr. Chairman, thanks so much for coming back. This must be awfully distressing to you, right? Uh, it, it is, Michael. I, I mean, we remember over the years it has been uh, at almost every level of, of, of politics, whether you're talking about uh, legislative races or, or house races or governorships, you know, et cetera, there, there have been debates. And I, I think what has happened is, is, is a couple of things. Number one, uh, I think the criticism that, that came forward, and I, I got a lot of it after the debate, the presidential debates in, in uh, 2020, uh, has, has stuck to some extent. But I think the biggest portion, uh, interestingly enough, may have something to do with the media. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. 
most of the people who refuse to debate uh, say that, well, they don't like the people who are going to be the moderators. They're biased against them and so forth. And I'm, I'm not sure you're familiar with a very interesting Gallup poll that was held this summer with regard to America's confidence in the news media, uh, which showed out to be the record low. With regard to newspapers, only 38% of Democrats said they had confidence in newspapers, 24% of Republicans, and 28% of independents. With regard to television news, uh, Democrats had 35% had confidence, Republicans had only 22 and independents 25. So I think a lot of people who don't want to debate or feel that it's not in their best interest will say, well, the, the media is you know, prejudiced that I can't get a, a moderator who will be fair. And I think that's sort of what we're seeing here a little bit. Well, listen, I'm sure you had a terrible time identifying who would be your moderators in the past. And I have to believe with the passage of years, it became increasingly difficult because so many are partisan. Yeah, it, it has changed dramatically. You and I have talked about this uh, in, in, in past years. Uh, I mean, the whole question of, of what has happened to journalism and whether or not it is all right now for a journalist to take sides and not just present the facts evenly uh, is, is, is one of the problems. That's why we, uh, every four years going into the general election debates, uh, we monitor people who are on television. We monitor print reporters and so forth, doing our best to find the people uh, who will be down the middle, as close as we can get. The song that you paid as your theme coming into this show uh, is very important. And, uh, you know, it's not perfect. We do our best. But uh, I think uh, in the 34, 33 or 34 presidential and vice presidential general election debates that we have done, starting in 1988, there's only been a couple of occasions where moderators, uh, you know, broke the rules in some ways and took the side. But the rest of them, I think people do their best. But that's one of the difficulties we face. So the reason why I think candidates, I, I respect what you said, and there's truth in it, of course, that there's this there's this diminution in respect for the media, trust in the media, and consequently people identify the media with the debates and candidates yeah. find that as they're out. My answer would be a little different. Why are they why are they not participating in debates? A, because they can, meaning because they can beg off. They don't want to do it. A lot of these individuals perceive themselves to be in the lead and they just want to run out the clock. But, Mr. Chairman, something else that I think is going on out there is that no longer do campaigns. You think about when when you were the head of the RNC in the in the Reagan 80s. It, campaigns then were about persuading people whose votes were up for grabs. Today, Correct. it seems like it's totally about motivating your base and independents and critical thinkers be damned. All we want to do is drive our vote to the poll. Uh, you know, I think that's accurate. They're very, very accurate. And, and but what I think what's being missed here is, and again, we've talked about this in the past, it is not only that the, the public has a right to see the two candidates state what their position are um, and may be with regard to issues that are concerned to voters. But there's a second part to it, and that is what they want to do is take a look at that person on the stage. Uh, they're looking at that person's demeanor, his or her discipline, their personality. What does it show about their character, how they react under pressure? What is their likability? 
uh, well, you know, all of those are factors that go in. It's not just where they stand on issue number one, but what they're, what, what they're perceiving this individual is as a human being. And that's what we're missing by these people avoiding debates. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's allbirds.com code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. So we've been talking about this issue for a couple of days here on my program. And some of some of the contrarians would say the following. They would say, well, what do we really learn when the aftermath is dominated by whoever had the best soundbite? To them, you would say what? Well, again, there, there you're talking about the one factor, the first factor of the, what I call the two issues. Number one, where do you stand on the issues and whether or not you look good on television? The second part, though, is what is the demeanor of that person? What is the character showed by that? And, and those are, uh, you, it's not so easy, Michael, to put your arms around those. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you remember someone named Newton Minow. Newton Minow was an original director when we created the commission back in 1987. Uh, he, he stated this one time. He said, the debates are not perfect, but they give voters a chance to see the candidates on a stage armed with nothing but their character 
and intellect, confronted not with softball questions from those who want them to look good, but challenges on fundamental issues from opponents who have spent as much time on the issues, thought as hard about them, and want to win as much as they do. And I think there's an awful lot of truth uh, in what Newt said in that, in that quote. But also, you're right, there are people, I mean, Lyndon Johnson refused to debate uh, uh, Barry Goldwater. And then two sessions thereafter, Nixon refused to go back on because the, the position that Lyndon held was that if you're putting your opponent on a stage with you and you're an incumbent, you're raising that person's uh, profile. Uh, sure. Profile, correct. And you I know you remember when uh, we were George Herbert Walker Bush refused to agree to debate. And what Bro. happened was everywhere he went in the country, there were crowds where people were dressed up in yellow chicken costumes mm-hmm. saying you're afraid to debate. And he eventually then agreed to debate. So you've got all of these things messed into the, the decision making process of a candidate. But I think some who are ahead say, listen, we have nothing to get out of this, but maybe do something uh, that will lose. But I think that, that the way you have to force it is the public must do so. The, the voters must say, no, we want to see you in a debate. We want to see you lay, lay out what your positions are, and we want to observe you under pressure and see how you react. Because being someone who is elected official these days, it's not an easy job, and we want to see what kind of person you will be. Okay, how about this critique? How about the critique that says, I, I, I agree with Frank Farenkoff. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I frankly think it goes with the territory. You, you want to run for the United States Senate? You better be prepared to stand on that stage and prove to me as a citizen that you can be my advocate in Washington. I mean, that's my personal view of this. How about the person who says, what's it really got to do with your ability to govern? And might point to, say, Mayor Bloomberg, who you'll remember had his lunch eaten by Elizabeth Warren yes, in the last yes. cycle. And yet you and I know he's like an uber competent guy who can make stuff work better than Bloomberg. Yeah, then there's no question about that. But but again, when we when we I've said this before, I don't think voters vote for who they particularly think is the smartest person. And this is where this whole concept of likability of a candidate comes into play. And, and it was so difficult in 2016 because for the first time in my memory of presidential politics, you had two candidates, uh, uh, President Trump and, and well, then uh, just Donald Trump uh, and the former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, both who had negative likability uh, in the polls. They were both down in the low 40s. Most time you don't get that. So, sure, Mike, I, I agree with you. Mike would have been great from the standpoint of having the, the knowledge uh, and intellect to do things, but he didn't come across as a person that the American people would like and would feel comfortable being in the White House. Are you at liberty to say anything about where things stand with the RNC, which, by the way, has to break your heart, that the organization you once headed in a different era now says, well, we're not going to participate in debates hosted by the Commission on Presidential Debates. Where does that stand, if anywhere? Well, it's always very interesting to me that the RNC would say that. They said they were withdrawing from the presidential debates. The RNC has never had anything to do with the Commission on Presidential Debates, nor has the DNC. 
The Commission on Presidential Debates does not have anything, no controversy, or get involved with the committees. We deal only with those people who have been nominated, who meet the constitutional requirements, which, as you know, has 35 years of age, native-born, be on enough ballots that you can conceivably get 270 electorates. The RNC and DNC have nothing to do with it. Now, what they've done, the RNC has passed a resolution that says, if you want to run for president on the Republican ticket uh, in 2024, you will not be allowed to participate in Republican primary debates, which, which the party does. We have nothing to do with the primary debates, unless you commit to not in the fall, if you win the nomination, debate with the Commission on Presidential Debates. Now, I find it hard to believe that any candidate, Republican or Democrat, who has gone through, or independent, who's gone through the process of meeting the constitutional requirements and the debate requirements, is going to walk away from uh, debating uh, before 120 million people to be elected president of the United States. So I, I think that they're entitled to do what they want to do. It does not impact the commission in any way. Uh, and if, in fact, their candidates sign such a pledge uh, during the primary debates in 2024, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But you are correct, Michael, if you think back. It was not only uh, uh, former President Lyndon Johnson who refused to debate, uh, Richard Nixon who refused to debate. But if you go back to 1980, when uh, Jimmy Carter was president, uh, Ronald Reagan was the nominee of the Republican Party, and there was a third-party candidate. John Anderson. Independent yeah, candidate, right. John Anderson. Yes. And the League of Women Voters was at that time the, the people who put on the debates, and they had, in addition to the constitutional requirements, what we call the 15% rule, namely you must be at at least 15% in the average of the five leading polls to participate. And when the first debate rolled around, John Anderson was at 17%. So he uh, was invited by the League of Voters to participate. He accepted. Ronald Reagan was invited. He accepted. Jimmy Carter was invited. And President Carter said, hell no, I won't go. And he did not participate in the first debate. When the next debate rolled around, Anderson had fallen down, I think, 12%. He was not invited. Carter then agreed. And then in 1980, when he had one debate between uh, uh, Governor Reagan uh, and, and President uh, Carter. So you're right. There's no way, no, no law that says you have to debate whether you're running for president, mayor, the Senate or governorship. Uh, it's got to be the public pressure put on by the American people that will force a candidate to debate. I think that 15 percent rule is the worst rule, except for all the alternatives. Yeah, well, I, honestly, you know, uh, because most it, people don't realize that more than sometimes more than 200, sometimes as many as a thousand people register with the federal commission, the election commission, that they're running for president every four years. And you know if you're going to have uh, uh, three or four other people who no one's ever heard of the states with the president of the United States or the candidate, they're not going to participate. Right. I know. But, Mr. Chairman, my beef, I think of Gary Johnson and Bill Weld 
two credible guys, two two governors of states running together on all 50 ballots. It, it pained me in that cycle, 2016, when they were not on the stage. Fi- final question for Frank Farenkoff, and thank you for being so gracious with your time. So I'm curious, what will be your approach? I know that it's two years out, but it sounds mm-hmm. to me like you're just going to go about your task of doing what you normally do as the co-chair of the Commission on Presidential Debates, and line things up, think about venues, contemplate moderators, and get ready to formally invite whomever are the nominees. Is that it? You've stated it perfectly. Okay. That's it. We live in interesting times. Good talking with you, Michael, as always. Thanks, Mr. Chairman. Frank Farenkoff, ladies and gentlemen, is the co-chair of the Commission on Presidential Debates. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. I think we we learn. We always learn things when he's here. And I love his stories, by the way. I was very Um, interested in that. He said the RNC doesn't have anything to do with it. Right. Nothing to do. That to me is very. But they're going to try and they're going to try and hogtie their candidates. Right. right, 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 Of course. course. So in that way, they do. But so now all of a sudden you're you're a candidate and the RNC is saying, hey, if you're going to compete in our primaries, we want your commitment. You're not going to. I mean, they would never be saying that without the heavy hand of Donald Trump. So how will that we need to mark this tape? We need to mark this tape and and in two years reflect on what did Frank Farenkoff tell us? But I get it. They're, they're, they're just going to do their job and extend their invitations. I think I won't belabor this, but I think that few people really stop and comprehend what goes on here? The parties run their own nomination process. The parties run their own nomination process. And they make partnerships with networks. 
You know, it could be the Republicans in partnership with the uh, with CNN. I, I remember being in Vegas for a CNN debate uh, in this grand theater. I can't remember which casino it was. You know, that was CNN partnering with the RNC. And then on a different week, it would be the DNC partnering with a different network and a different network. They do their own thing. And it's big business for those cable outlets. I thought there were too many debates in the last cycle. Um, but when it comes to the general election, that's not governed by the parties and that's not governed by the networks. That's that has been, I guess, since what year did they found it? 1986. What did he say? 33 or 34 debates. OK, so since then, it has followed the standard drill, which is they line up three presidential debates and one vice presidential debate. Everyone has participated. Yes, there's that issue of the 15 percent. You'll remember the conversations that we had in 2016 here on POTUS, where I, I thought that Weld and Johnson should have been on that stage by virtue of who they were. Did they reach the 15 percent? They didn't. But it's like a chicken and egg thing, because how do you reach the 15 percent? If you get on that stage, you're at 15 percent. Anyway, I thought that was a nice way. To, I'm, I'm so glad that he was here. I really do enjoy his visits. And I thought that was a nice way to button up this week's conversation, probably to be continued on debating. Would you hold a candidate's refusal to debate against them? 13,369 votes cast. 74.5%, I will say, of us said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I would hold it against them. TC, you were in the 70. 70- 4.5% as well. Well, of course. <laughs> Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.